I wanted to change the world and I am crazy enough to think that maybe, <laughs> just maybe I, I have a possibility of achieving that. Yeah. At least that belief is what keeps me going. When I finally met Grant and Grant could deal with how weird I was and it didn't freak him out and he was always there no matter how many times I tried to get him to go away, he just kept showing up but he was never <laughs> mad at me. He was so different than other guys. He was always just amused and entertained by me. It was like he had my number. And then I remember I asked him, what do you want from your life? And he said, I want all 7 billion people in the world to know who I am. And I was like, I'm at my match. I'm real excited you're here and I want to dive in and, and talk about, you know, where you've come from to get to the empire builder that you are today. Um, let's talk about what it was like for you growing up. I've heard you talk about being a uh, growing up in Louisiana, being a, a rebel punk rock chick. Th those are your words, not mine. Um, can you take us back to what it is to be a young Elena Cardone? What part of Louisiana too? New Orleans, baby. Come hey, on. Hey, hey. <laughs> Love it. What was it like for you? What's this rebel chick you're talking about? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm wearing combat boots right now. Yes. Uh, We're wearing combat boots. <laughs> so, so as a teenager in New Orleans, I know it's kind of hard to imagine if you're not from New Orleans, but it was a very different atmosphere when I grew up. Um, it was only 18 to drink, and, and, and so it wasn't 21. That changed way later. And you can drink on the streets with an open container, and the families drink a lot. And, and so my point is, is so young Elena, uh, you know, had a traumatic incident occur that I wasn't really up to the maturity level of dealing with at like the age of, I don't know, I think it was 13 or I think it was 13. I come from this family, we're very loving, but we always like push forward and you don't wallow or like have your feelings very often, you just continue to go. So I didn't really know how to cope with myself. So I just kind of basically self-medicated and mm. then just kind of went off the rails. I, I really, I didn't really have a big will to live at that time. It was oh, wow. kind of like, I kind of just went numb and shut off. So I was a big time thrill seeker. So I think that's why I like slam dancing, stage diving. I liked <laughs> being around punk rock because it was, uh, you know, it was, um, you know, kind of an, an FU kind of a mentality and rebel. And I was angry. I was, I was angry. I, you know, I, I, I witnessed a, a death of my best friend and mm. I didn't understand it. And, and it made me really not able to cope with some emotions that I was having. And I just felt like that was an outlet where I could express myself and let out anger and be rebellious and not care. But it, and, and so a lot of it did on the surface look like a lot of fun, um, but underneath it all, there was a, just a tremendous amount of pain that I was trying to deal and cope with. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a mixed feeling times for me because I appreciate that I have a wild side and that I have a, a don't care side and that stayed with me, but it also cost me. I well, wish the only thing I regret in life is that I wasted, you know, probably a decade or two unnecessarily on excessive drug and alcohol um, intake. Well, I can I was relate. Never an addict, but I was a hardcore partier. 
recreational yeah. user yeah yeah i can relate a lot in my early years uh when i was a teenager i was getting in a lot of trouble and i wasted a lot of time um i know you are you're kind of recognized as being the visionary right the the visionary behind you know this movement that you guys have going on when did you start to recognize your gift for having vision am i right about that you kind of the vision visionary behind the whole 10x movement yeah, you know, and, and it was later on probably where I kind of learned to just embrace it and hone in and really allow myself to flourish in that area because, it's, you know, growing up as a child, I don't like school. I don't like academia. I was an actress. I, I'm a very visual person. And, you know, I have, I have that vision that you're talking about. So as a child, that was difficult for me because I was in school and I'm, I'm supposed to be focused on things that I'm not interested in where my mind just wanted to be thinking about whatever I think about, right? Which now is my greatest asset, right? But as a kid, so I was made wrong for that because I didn't fit in and I was hyper and, and I didn't have the attention to focus on you know, stuff that doesn't interest me. And then as I began to date guys here and there, um, obviously before Grant, um, I was always thinking big and talking big and, and they would be like, you know, that's ridiculous. And why do you, why, like, like I was too much for mm. everyone. I was always trying to be tampered down. So, so that was difficult. And when I met, you know, cause I, I wanted to change the world, you know, and, and I am crazy enough to think that maybe <laughs> just maybe I, I have a possibility of achieving that. Yeah. At least that belief is what keeps me going. So, Amen. you know, and I had this boyfriend that was like, you're so ridiculous. Like, you really think you can change the world? Like, that's so stupid, you know? And um, anyway, when I finally met Grant and Grant could deal with how weird I was and it didn't <laughs> freak him out. And, and he was always there, no matter how many times I tried to get him to go away, he just kept showing up and he was never <laughs> mad at me. He was so different than other guys, you know, like. He was always just amused and entertained by me. It was like he had my number. And then I remember uh, I asked him, what, what do you want to do? Like, what do you what do you want from your life? And he said, I want all 7 billion people in the world to know who I am. And I was like, I met my match. Like, oh, no one talks to Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop. So nice. how, how long ago in, in how did you guys meet, you and Grant? It wasn't love at first sight on this side, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> we met on a commercial shoot. I was an actress in Los Angeles. I was shooting a commercial in downtown Los Angeles. Grant knew the director and flattery to myself. It was, I guess it was kind of a love at first sight thing for him. And uh, he asked the director for my number. The director was like, I can't give you a number. That's not what we do. And <laughs> you, you just can't give out the call sheet numbers. And Grant was like, well, you can give it to me now or you can give it to me in three hours or three days. But, you know, like just save yourself the pain. And, and so he got my number. He <laughs> called me. I had one phone call with him. Not my type. I mean, we don't even have to get into that. So the phone call was not a good phone call for him. I just thought he was this arrogant rich guy who think he could buy women. I wasn't interested remotely. So that call didn't go well. And then every single month for the next 13 months, he called me twice a month. This is in the answering machine days. He'd leave a message on my answering machine with zero return phone call. 
And then finally, he kind of worked his way into my friend circle. Mm -hmm. So he kind of started showing up. And I was like, oh, he's not so bad. You know, he's kind of cool. So uh, not really cool, but tolerable. So, so he worked. And he then, worked, yeah. He, he worked his way in. So when we talk about building an empire, right? And I think Trevor had asked Grant this question, right? Is it as much what you know or who you know? What would your answer be to that as far as if, I guess to it's your who, because, you know, in life and building empires, you need people and you need a team. And, you know, it's not um, it, it's not who, you know, it's who knows you. Yes. OK, that's I, what I that, reverse it. Like, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter that I know you if you don't know me, you're not doing business with me. You're not bringing me into the empire. So, yeah, that's, that's what that's what Grant's perfect. answer was. That's what he said. He said, you know, he said it's uh, who knows you, then it's who, you know. Right. But he said it's, it's exactly that. Um, all right. So you do talk a lot about building an empire with your partner, right, with your partner. And so you just said. Grant has kind of a, uh, a 10X personality, right? He has a 10X personality. Have you ever had to like pull him back from being beast mode and like, like save him from himself? Does that ever have, has that ever happened before? Well, it's a no, I've never told him you work too much. When's enough enough? Where are you? Come home, put your phone down. You have to spend time with me. Never heard that. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why is because I'm also the per person who told him you need to become a billionaire. And it wasn't about a billionaire that I need. It's about being who he is designed to be. He is meant to be a giant. And, and a billion is a, is a status in life that said it's just a target that I hit it. And how many of his products and services and how many people will he have had to have helped in order to achieve that? So I can't tell a man to go do that. And what that requires in terms of skill and energy and push and shove and hammer and then say, uh, come spend time with me. So, so you've never had to pull him back. So you've always no, just I've been never like, had to pull him back, but you know, I've always pushed him and I've always made the, the support system and I, and I try to provide a distraction free home environment. So he's not making mistakes out on the field battlefield, if you will. Um, but this part of me is the part that I don't like, but it is the hat and the role that I play is, you know, Grant is a wild man, but, but he's conservative and especially with his money, but, but he's wild and, and he, he gets to be free and he's worked and earned his way to that freedom. And I don't want to stop it, but I do have to run kind of the PR in the family so i am always giving him corrections which he doesn't like i know <laughs> but the thing is is i want him to reach seven billion people but if he's shutting off half of those seven billion people because he's perceived a certain way or he approaches something or says something in a way that's taken out of context especially with the people who don't understand his heart right. and could misstrew that so i'm constantly trying to get him to understand that he can be free within a barrier, if that makes sense. And sometimes he resents me for that. But my purpose in that isn't to stop him. It's just to make him more accessible to more people. No, that totally makes sense. I, I totally get you because there's, you know, with that kind of a personality, it's it's kind of a love-hate thing, right? It's a love-hate thing. And, and 
I know I know Grant's heart. I got to see him on Undercover Billionaire crying and stuff and all that. You know, you get to see the teddy bear side of, of Grant. What is one common myth about you and Grant and your relationship that, that you would want to debunk? Is there something out there that you're just like, you know what, that, I would just want to put that to bed. I want to debunk that. Not anything that I can think of offhand, you know. Um, I would say, you know, some some people use us as an excuse to not have to do the work. And the excuse is, oh, they have it so easy. Look at their life. Or they want to say, oh, that's easy for them. I have it hard. And so I just would, the debunk is, is it, it's not easy no matter what level you're at. It wasn't easy when we were really struggling and in 2008 on the verge of losing everything. It wasn't easy when I lost my friend. It wasn't easy when I lost my father. It was, I have challenges in life just like everybody else. And, and every level brings a new set of sacrifices <laughs> yeah. and a new set of challenges. And, and, and you just learn to cope as you get bigger. And the more you expand, the better equipped and armed you are with all of the tools that you've prepared yourself for. But you never, at least for me, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else, but, um, you know, life doesn't just get easier just because you have more. You had just mentioned how you had gotten through some trials and tribulations, um, namely the the great financial crisis, right? 2008 and 2009. You guys are in real estate. So what lessons did you learn from that? And then also paired with that question, um, I know a lot of people look at ultra successful people and think, oh, they've got it so great, but they don't see all of the things that have brought them to that point, all the hard work and effort and going through those trials. So can you talk, tell us a little bit more about that journey? Yeah, 2008 happened and Grant's business, my husband's business, as he knew it was pretty much over. We were on the verge of losing everything. It was the first time in our lives that our friends, uh, we discovered actually were cons and conned mm. Grant and I and sued us for a bunch of money. It was the first time that had ever happened. Um, so there was like a massive betrayal and just, you know, awakening that, you know, pretty much that evil people do exist and bad things happen to good people, you know, bottom line. And there was another situation going on. Um, so I was pregnant with our first child. That was a blessing, but also scary. And so it was in 2008 that I decided, you know, I'm going to trade in my acting career in order to trade up and build this thing called an empire with my husband and put in the infrastructure and the support that he needed. And we needed to really build this thing out. It was, it was a very terrifying moment for me as a woman. I thought women everywhere were going to hate me. They were going to say, I'm a sellout, a loser. How could I go support a man? Mm. I'm so stupid. Like mm. he's just going to cheat on you. Anyway, I had all of that to deal with, and yet I put all of that aside and cashed in all my chips on Grant. It was a bet that paid off, um, <laughs> and we've done what we did, but it was a lot of work. It was a lot of sacrifices, a lot of decisions, a lot of getting real and honest with who we are and what each of us individually could bring to the table, ego aside, um, also male-female role aside. It's who had the strengths, who had the weakness, and deli up accordingly and assigning each other the boss of mm. our departments that we were gonna run. And that's really what got us focused 
in working together in a collaborated manner to reach a heightened level of success. Prior to 2008, I was kind of vying for this power position and, and, and quite frankly, him too. And so we were clashing heads a lot. We weren't really making momentum as a couple. But once we figured out who did what in order to achieve this empire, this heightened level of success, we really started to execute on our roles 100%. And what that did is it very quickly, I mean, I say very quickly, it took us almost a decade, but it very quickly got us on the right path and it did boost us working together, kind of eliminated the distractions of wanting to fight with each other because there was so many other people to fight with. And also because we had this mission and these targets in place and this massive purpose of where we wanted to go. So when you're, when you have your sight set on like a Super Bowl ring or winning the Super Bowl, you're less likely to argue and keep bringing up who fumbled the ball in the third quarter. It's like, okay, was it you're the quarterback or the catcher's fault? It doesn't matter. Catcher, you get better. Quarterback, you get better. And let's continue to make the plays yeah. so we can win the Super Bowl. Right? Love that. So That's it's a great helped analogy. in our marriage a lot to be able to, you know, let let the small stuff really slide because we're going for the bigger mission. That's what our journey looked like. It was a lot of hard work. There was no designer clothes or planes or or jewelry or there was a lot there was about 10 years of no vacations not going out not partying friends calling us buddy duddies when you when are you gonna enjoy life <laughs> yada 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 and, but you know it's like grant said we paid the price so that we can pay any price today Ooh. and that was a choice that we That's made mic drop <laughs> i love that i love that elena so let me ask you this question so during that time, it may have seemed a little bit dark. You know, you're going through all those trials and tribulations of 08 and 09, like you had mentioned. What would you say to a job seeker who may be going through a, a time in their life where they feel lost, hopeless, worthless? What would you say to that person to really help, like, get them back on their feet? Um, I would say a couple of things. One, I would say visualize what you want your life to look like in mm. two years. Um, like, who do you want to be around? Where, where are you going? What is your job? What is your impact? What is the difference you want to make? Uh, what's your financial condition? Like, really visualize where you want to be in two years. And that's what I always do. And I've done it over and over and over. I visualize where I want to be. And then I come back into present time. And then I write a list of everything that I would need to do in order to become that person I want to be. So, you know, if you want to be physically fit, obviously you're going to have to either hire a trainer or get in the gym or do, and you're going to have to stick to your routine. And, and then you're going to have to do the doingness mm. in order to become the being, the thing that you want to have. So, so it's, it's kind of a three-part thing. You, you visualize what you want to have. And then I come into present time and I assume the beingness of whatever that is. If it's, you know, a being, this is like a role, like a doctor or a successful person, or, you know, some people say a billionaire. Well, what does that look like? Assume that beingness. Don't be stupid. Don't go spend money you don't have. That's not what billionaires do. They understand money. That's the difference. So what would you have to do as the beingness of a, of a billionaire? You would have to know about money. So go then write down the actions. So in order to have, you have to be, then you have to do, and then you have, 
It isn't the other way around. It isn't you have, and then you get to be this person. No, people have it inverted. It's completely the opposite. You be the thing, you do the actions, and then you have your picture. Woo! So, you know, mic drop. Right? Another, another, did I hit another? Oh yeah, so, look. So that's what I would do, it's research, study. If you wanna know about money, what, what's your job that you want? How are, how are you gonna become an asset? Who do you need to study? start indoctrinating is it youtube videos until you get well enough to where you're earning a little bit of an income that now you can buy a product that can you know get you more uh self-enhancement to improve to earn more money like it works like that but you know in the meantime what can you do that's free can you reach out to someone how do you get into the right rooms how do you network how do you but you have there's a doingness it isn't like that's one of the things that bug me about oh you know do what you love and the money will follow yep. okay well that's true but there's also going to be a lot of things that you're going to have to do that you don't, don't love in yes, order to have that yes and it's like everyone's trying to chase this blissful thing or, or wish it in humana 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 and it's going <laughs> to appear like I, it doesn't happen like that it, there is a doingness yes. like you have to take a physical action in the physical universe in order to move this cup from here to here <clears throat> so people like like to leave out that they actually have to do something all the action i love that and, and elena we only got a few more minutes here with you so i want to make sure we don't forget this okay because you have an amazing empire that you've built i i know the culture i love the culture um, and I know that you have some new ventures that you guys are, are going into like the 10 X incubator and your partnership with EXP realty and all of that. What is it like to work for 10 X nation? Like if I'm a job seeker and I want to kind of like come work for you, first of all, are there any roles that you're looking to fill any gaps you're looking to fill right now? And, and what does that look like? Well, it looks like you have to have the mindset and the culture and the willingness and the grit and the drive and the energy to do it. Um, we hire very ethical people uh, that share similar core values. We're on a mission, you know, we're on a mission to help and make a difference for the better on this planet. Um, I'm really not interested in anything else. So if you, if you come here for a paycheck and you don't like to really work, chances are you're not going to love it here. But if you believe in the mission and you want to make a difference for the better, and uh, then this is going to be uh, an environment that's going to provide you with a lot of fuel to throw on your flame. You're never going to be made wrong for being the obsessed we're going to create an environment that allows you to be obsessed and mm. say, go for it. We're not gonna try to stop you and tame you down. We're gonna say, go, light it up. We wanna help you go to a higher level. So, and we're looking for awesome. all kinds of positions. Like uh, the best way uh, to get a job here is to send a 30 to 60 second video. Oh, mic drop. Say what? <laughs> video. Hold up. <laughs> We, hey, we teach that. Careers, careers at grantcardone.com. Careers at grantcardone.com. And make it a just a professional video, but just where we can get a feeling for you. We don't look at resumes here. I never went to college. It, it doesn't matter to us if you went to college. We're looking for a personality and a person that's, you know, that's willing to like hold the front line with us. And, and and join the movement so <laughs> if that's you and you're interested yes. send your 30 to 60 second video 
to careers.grandcardone.com. So you didn't know this. I, I didn't tell you this, but we train our network to do exactly that. We're training these job seekers how to make the videos and how to send them into companies and all that. So you, I, I hope. Uh, who you know, Nation? Y'all need to connect with 10X Nation is all I'm saying. We're going to see some things happen. Mm -hmm. Wow, that I is awesome. It. Let's go. It. Wow, let's see if we can get some more cash flow out yep. there in the universe. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and how about this? Uh, you know, if anyone is out there and you're a realtor or you are looking to get your real estate license, it's a very um, low cost entry to, uh, it's not meaning that it's, uh, I don't know, $300 to take your real estate course online. I think give or take 400, I don't know, relatively inexpensive compared to like a college or like a trade yeah, center. Sure. And then EXP is $150 to join and it's like $84 a month. So relatively speaking, these are very inexpensive costs. Uh, if you are interested in that and you want to work with me uh, as a realtor, I'd love to have you join my team and you want to hear about the model, then go to join10xempire.com and I do this opportunity call every Tuesday. would love to answer your questions and tell you more about what I'm doing. If anyone out there is interested in working with me, not just under the oh, Cardone Enterprises, yeah, uh, everything go. else Look, that we're looking for. Empire, yeah. Look, all I got to say, Elena, is I want to come work for you, okay? You're 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 out there. She's out there shooting guns and doing fun. I saw a video. Okay, so we got a lot of mutual connections. I saw a video out there with Shay Robottom. Y'all were blowing stuff up, shooting guns, and having a good old time. And uh, you're just awesome. We we just really really appreciate you coming and being part of this show today. And I hope I hope uh, we can get a few of these who you knows over there with the 10x nation. And yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, that would be great. Come on over. We're looking. We're looking to hire all the time. It'd be great. Thanks for having me on the show and introducing me to your audience. It's it's been awesome. You guys rock. Thanks for listening to the Who You Know Show podcast. My name is Trevor Houston, and if you've enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing wherever you listen and leave us a positive review to help us keep the mics on in the studio. Until next week, that's the show. It's all about who you know. Who you know.